ready. This week on We Need to Talk, we were late to the game on the offer, not late to the game on the bear. And why, why are we going to a four ounce pour? (laughs) They can't see that you just took a sip. (laughs) Good morning and happy Sunday. Good morning. Straight rosé, is that? This is straight rosé. Couple of things are going on with this straight rosé. First of all, this is a French rosé because I am headed to France next week. Yes, yeah, so jealous. So, yeah, well, when you're done with your country, you got to get out. You got to take a time out. I'm taking a time out for my country and going to France. I need a time out. Too. Yeah, you could see, but I know everybody listening cannot see. I gave myself an extra large pour today <laughs> <laughs> because I am protesting the fact that now restaurants are moving from their five to six ounces to four ounce pours. Do you realize how little a four ounce pour is? I don't. But if anybody's going to know the difference, it's going to be you. And I'm not saying that because, you know, we all need more alcohol. I'm saying that because you're charging me $17 for probably a shitty Pinot Grigio that the whole bottle is $15. And you're giving me now a four ounce pour. I get times are hard. I understand everything. Restaurants are recouping, but I cannot go to a four ounce pour. Yeah, that's going to be trouble for you. That's why at times when I go out, I think about it, like in my whole thought process, is this an opportunity for a craft cocktail? Where do I get the most for my money? Well, the other day I went to a lunch. Thank God it was not on my own tab. And I didn't realize it. I had a cocktail that was, I'm not kidding, $27. Oh, I love a good $27 cocktail. 20 and I had two. $54. Look at you, $54 cocktail. Was Thank it- God I didn't know. Did it taste like a $27 cocktail? No, it tasted about $19. <laughs> it was delicious. But well, I'm going to cheer $27 worth. Yeah, that is a nice pour. You Dude, The world out. has gone mad. I four ounce pours. How am I dealing with this world if you're only going to give me a four ounce pour? I was just going to say, if anything, they should supersize the pours they for should us to be able to deal with life these days. That's right. That's why I'm escaping to France. Let's hope so, France is on your your wavelength and that I feel doing like I'm going to get pour. larger. Pours <laughs> we'll have to reinvestigate when you get back. <laughs> yeah. So we're taking next week off. It is the 4th of July. So happy 4th of July, everyone. And I'm going to take a time out and go to France and then we'll regroup. After that. <laughs> Let me know if it's better. I'll start back in. <laughs> All right. So I feel as though I'm the last to know about this show. Which show are we talking about? Well, I think we need to talk about the offer. Well, I didn't know about it either. <laughs> and honestly, when I first heard uh, that's that's a lie. I had heard about it a while ago, but I thought it was a documentary. I wasn't really sure what it was. And only until producer Ed said we need to watch it. Did I actually heed the advice and I love it. I'm on the same page as you. I didn't know it was called The Offer, to be honest with you. I heard there was a story about the making of Godfather 1972 from Al Ruddy's perspective, where he was the producer. So I did hear that. I also thought it was a documentary. I had no idea what network is on. And then my family actually told me that they were watching it. It's great. So I tuned in. What a cast. Well, that's the other thing I think that made me push forward is Miles Teller was just in Top Gun Maverick and we loved that or I did. You didn't see it yet. 
And because he was in it, I'm like, oh, OK, I'll go check it out. And then I see that Matthew Good from Downton Abbey. Oh, in I it. love him. And he's unbelievable as Robert Evans. Unbelievable. Robert Evans died in 2019. But if you ever saw an interview with Robert Evans, Matthew Good has him down everything, the way yeah. he walks and talks yes. and the Agree. look, everything. And I really did not know any of the story about how The Godfather was made, the pressure they were under from the actual mafia. I didn't know any of that stuff. I didn't know about Al Ruddy. I really didn't. I knew about Al Ruddy. I didn't finish. I am on episode. I want to say I'm on episode four. That's where I am. I'm on yeah, episode four. I think I'm on episode four because you really have to savor it. I don't think it's something you just sit and binge. I mean, you have to no. kind of like take it all in. They're our episodes. And you have to kind of pay attention. Yeah. But I did know that. So already is one of the producers, along with Francis Ford Coppola of the first Godfather, Godfather one in 1972. I know that already was not involved in the rest of the Godfathers. It's only Coppola. I don't really know how that ends, but that must have ended poorly. That's the one part I don't know. So I know he was only involved with Godfather. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that. So that's new news to me. And I did know a lot of this backstory. I haven't fact checked to see what's true, what's fiction, but I feel like a lot of it's probably true. It definitely seems like they did their homework. Yes. I have not done a fact check either. Sure, it's a little exaggerated, but... You know, I knew the Sinatra thing was a factor. Right, knew I knew that. the mafia thing was a factor. Yes. I knew how already tried to get this movie out. And so I knew a lot of that. So and, and again, the cast and the girlfriend, we forgot to mention that the girl from Ted Lasso is in it. Yeah. Juno Temple is his assistant, which we I love, love that. her. Yeah, yes. she's great. And even just how they were talking about casting and how they went to get Al Pacino and how they went to get Marlon Brando and all these different stories. I'm very obsessed with how movies get made and how records get made. But for some reason, I always thought that The Godfather was simple to be made. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you read the book and you thought to yourself, this needs to be a movie. Then there was no going back. But again, how they even came up with how to cast was so interesting. Where to film. And they wanted no part of Al Pacino. You know, he's like some kid. Right. Oh, it's really so good. I'm enjoying it immensely. It's on Paramount Plus. The Thank author. God you figured out how to use Paramount Plus. Cheers to that. that <laughs> it's important. Right. Absolutely. It's really, really a good show. Even if you don't know about The Godfather, it would still be a fascinating show. But yeah, who doesn't know about The Godfather? I needed something different. So I'm happy. Every once in a while, I need a break from my reality. Yeah. <laughs> Rom-coms, right? Yes. And yeah, so this is perfect. So everybody tune in Paramount Plus the offer. You will not be disappointed. Definitely a stream it. I don't know where we've been, but I'm on it now. Stream it. Also, I'm going to say I don't know if you agree with me. I just started episode four, but I'm going with stream it for the bear on Hulu. Okay, mark my words. Remember this day, June 26th. I am telling you that when we get to December and we're doing our top 10 of the year, the bear is right now my favorite. Really? I finished it already. Now, how many episodes? There's eight episodes. There's 30 minutes, except that the finale episode is 48 minutes. Okay, so I'm halfway through and it is the boy from Shameless. And I love Shameless. Yes. It's what's his name? Jesse Allen White or something like that. Yes. And it's dark, but it has some funny moments, right? Well, If you've ever worked in a restaurant, 
this is exactly how it is. I've worked in restaurants, worked you know, in restaurants. I drink in restaurants, hence my four ounce poor drama. <laughs> well, this takes place in Chicago and it's basically the story of this guy named Bear and he and his brother and sister, they used to cook together at home. And he actually went out into the world and worked in the world's best restaurants. And then French came, Laundry, Alinea yeah, in Chicago mm-hmm. and 11 Madison Park. And he comes back to this shitty sandwich shop that was his brother's and his family's. His brother died and he's trying to make the restaurant work and brings his influence into this family of workers that have been with the restaurant for a really long time. But everybody's sort of struggling. The restaurant's definitely struggling. And the pace of the way they have to work is so captured the way it really feels. That frenetic energy in a restaurant, you feel it. You feel the stress of it. And also everything that can go wrong in a restaurant happens all the time. And you capture that too. But there's this way that they're shooting the food and the tasting of the food and the look of the food and what he's trying to do with the food that's really sort of I guess, against the grain of what the rest of the show is. And I love that. And I have to say that the finale episode was amazing and left us hanging in a great way. But I sort of feel like it would have been cool. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but don't ruin it for me. If the finale episode, if I watched that first. Yeah, I get it. I get I'm, sometimes I feel that way in, in different. I don't think it would shows. Hurt. And then I also want to say, mark my words again, episode seven, I believe he will get nominated for an Emmy for that episode. That episode was brilliant. And I honestly believe that that's going to put him on the map more than He's, ever. This is the first thing I've seen him in you know, since Shameless. And I don't know. This is maybe not for everyone. It's definitely dark. It is not something it's not a happy, uplifting show, but I love it. And it's drama at its finest. Yeah, it's drama at its finest. And I, I did read that. So he knows nothing about cooking. Like he's, No, but the, they brought writers in. He shadowed a bunch of chefs and he said that he had like cuts all over, but he felt like that was, you know, a true testament that he's actually like trying to get better at the part. He got cut with knives and stuff like that is as chefs do. So I think that's even more impressive. He didn't know anything about cooking. And yeah, it's great. That we'll girl is from Saturday Night Live, right? Abby Elliott. Yeah. She's and then the that guy that plays Richie, he was in The Dropout. And he was in Girls. He was Desi. Remember? Yes. Girls? Yes. I knew I knew him from somewhere, yeah. but I wasn't sure. For some reason, I thought he was in Kingdom. I thought he was the drug dealer. in oh, Kingdom, yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't. He looks like him, but he's not. Yeah, he that does look guy. like him. Yeah, I couldn't place where I knew him from. Great cast again, just like we said, great cast in the offer. Another great cast. On Hulu, half hour episodes goes fast. I'm already on episode four. I thought that we were late to this game, too. I was like, how can we miss two things? We're not because it's an FX show, but it just dropped June 23rd. Okay, we're actually ahead of the game. So I don't get it. It was never on FX. I believe it's dropping weekly on FX, but they dropped the whole thing on Hulu and that's how they did it. Interesting. Yeah. Weird, but yeah, we are, that's weird, we're actually right? ahead of the game. I don't think anybody's watched this show. Yet. I think it's going to be picked up. I'm going that it's definitely going it's going to be picked up. up. Mark our words. I hope so. I, hope I so. finally feel like for the first time in a while, we're first to the party here. And well, we're last to the party on the offer. So it's not that <laughs> impressive. But yes. First to the party bear on Hulu. OK, so let's stick with Hulu for a minute. OK. 
and shift <laughs> shift to our rom-coms. Okay. So I finished Love, Victor, and I feel as though I got my happy ending. Of course. But we definitely got it. And I don't mean that in a perverted way. Those people no. say happy endings, you know, no. but I mean, I, can't, I got <laughs> it. I got it. It was so good. I was listening to a podcast this week. I think it was last week where we were talking about why do we all love rom-coms so much? These teenage rom-coms, why do we love them? Just love And the host, I think this was Alyssa Amoroso from T with Publicity, but she basically got it. She basically said that the reason we love it is because it brings us back to when all of our firsts happened, right? Like we don't get to fall in love again for the first time. We don't get to kiss for the first time. It's a nostalgic feeling that brings you back to that moment or those times, you know, your high school times or whatever. And it's that feeling that comes rushing back when you watch these kind of things. And I think she's right. Yeah, I loved high school. So I'm obsessed with these rom-coms. And I think Love, Victor, if I wasn't sure last week when you told me that it was the series finale, I'm definitely sure after watching it, it was the series finale. It was a great show. Tied up beautifully. They tied it up beautifully. And oh, so good. It was such a great way to wake up this morning because I finished it this morning. Oh, wow. It was really good, though. I thought, all right, great. Let me finish it. And it was great. So love, Victor. That was season three. It was the last season. And it is a great binge show. Yeah. If you're into the high school rom-com <laughs> yeah. beauty that it is. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Sticking with that theme, I also finished The Summer I Turns Pretty, which we introduced last week. That is at Amazon Prime. Let me tell you the best thing about that show is the music. The music's amazing. I need the soundtrack. It's on Spotify. They have a playlist on Spotify. That is the summer I I turned pretty. I'm definitely listening to that because the song that was in that first episode that we love. So good. Yeah. I heard that and I downloaded that immediately. So I don't know what about we, the show. The show is stupid, but we'll finish it, right? The we already show's know stupid. it's coming back. It's renewed for season two. They're following the second book, which is going to have a different name. And look, our little belly is in a love triangle. She's not so well, innocent. She, she's a player, our little belly. They, I would think that they touched on this in one of the episodes, right? Like there was the family likes watching old movies. And one of the old movies that, they were watching was Sabrina, right? Yes, yes. Sabrina, and yes. that's what this is, right? She's torn between two brothers. Same movie. It is the same movie. Yeah, it's true. So who do you want her to be? <laughs> who are you? Team who? Conrad? Um, what are you? Con- Jeremiah? Conrad's so hot. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio to me. Conrad's so hot. He actually looks a little Benji-like from Love, Victor. And I love Benji. Actually, he looks like the Outer Banks guy, John B. Oh. No, don't fuck with John B. Do not fuck with John B. I you don't know who Josh Richards is, but Josh Richards is this TikToker who's now this big entrepreneur. And Jeremiah and Josh Richards could be twins. Really? Yes. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Jeremiah is more like he's got the personality. He's funny. He loves her. But yeah, but Jeremiah is bisexual. So I would be a little nervous if I was belly. Conrad's got issues and he's dark and mysterious. He's a brooder. Totally a brooder. He also really could use some gel for that hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's renewed for season two. Go figure. But listen, if you don't watch the show and again, not for everybody, definitely not for everybody. You should listen to the playlist, though, on Spotify, because these teen rom-coms are good for good music, though. Always. Oh, even the ending of Love, Victor, blasting an erasure tune. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay, so you text me 
this week and you say the one that got away on, <laughs> on Amazon Prime has your name all over it. That show is so you. It's ridiculous. So this show, I only watched one episode and I was laughing so hard because you were like, it has my name all over it. Yes. So the premise behind this show <laughs> is so funny <laughs> is that they're going to put a bunch of people in his house together. Right. Right. Stra- a bunch of strangers get together in a house and then they're going to bring in people from their past. Right. And these people could be the one that got away. Right. So like right? somebody you might have sat next to in high school, someone that you bumped into in a bar, how they found the people. I really need the story because one of them shows up and the girl doesn't even know who he is. Well, I was so confused again. I only saw one episode, but in the beginning of it, I thought that both sides had no idea who they were meeting. But then as they started introducing more people, it seems that the people they brought in did know. I was so confused about that. It's still a little confusing to me. Plus the fact that they kept calling it the portal. Oh, like the portal was me, hilarious. Come meet me at the portal. The portal's come got this fake portal. smoke coming out of this. Like, Way too much smoke where they're like, I can't see through the smoke. Who is that? What's going on with all that smoke? But they gave some statistic. This host who I've never seen before. Betty Who, who's a singer. I don't know why they put Betty. She's an Australian singer. I have no idea who she is. But she gave some statistic in the beginning that at the age of 25. Right. So your baby. Right. That you've probably even if you're single, that you've met the one, the one. That's what she said. She gave like a crazy number. I forget what the number was percentage that you've met the one. So that's the whole point of this show. So this is like my lab partner in high school or somebody in grad school or I fell down at a conference. One of those like I fell down at a conference. (laughs) That was crazy. That (laughs) I cut my leg and this guy helped me where they found these people. I don't know. I want to know more than anything else. I want to know how they decided what people from my past life to bring back. I know. Imagine I was sitting there thinking, who would they bring back in my past life? Oh, I have plenty of people they could bring back. Like past boyfriends and. Yeah. Or just people that my Matt Tratner story is huge. And someday we can always tell that one. But if he came back through the frigging portal, I think I'd pass out on the floor. Stop saying through the portal. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) But the reason why this show is going to be so good for me personally. It's in the top 10 right now. <laughs> the reason why it's going to be so good for me personally is just because I love this shit. And now they don't just bring one person. No, they the bring back more. They bring multiple. <laughs> and when you see the coming attractions, the people that they bring back start, I think, hooking up with each other, actually. Right. Oh, it's going to be juicy. Right. And, and then I, there's also, I think, hookups of the strangers who just met in the house. That's what I mean. Right. There's going to be multiple layers of hooking up and multiple layers of fighting over people. I I just this is you. This show is made for you. This show may ease the pain of the four ounce poor. (laughs) It may ease the pain. It's so good. I don't even know how many episodes there is. Away. I I don't even know how many episodes there are. I only saw one, but I am in. It's in the top 10, you said. Yeah, it's in the top 10 already. Of course it is, because this is what the country needs. The one that got away, everyone. With the portal. With the portal. <laughs> portal. Calls it a portal. <laughs> so stupid. 
Amazon Prime. Whoever's idea was brilliant. So what is this Jeff Lewis thing on Amazon Prime? Okay, so I used to watch Flipping Out. I was obsessed. I met I love Jeff Flipping Lewis. Out. Yeah, me too. And he is on Sirius XM. He has a show every day, but I haven't listened to it that much. And I kept hearing about him having a new show, but I could never understand where it was. And then I guess in like maybe my Instagram or Facebook or something, I saw that he's on something called Free V, F-R-E-E-V-E-E. I don't have free V. At least I didn't think I did. And I wasn't going to pay for yet another service just to get Jeff. So many, Love you, Jeff. So Love you. But I had to draw the line somewhere. Anyway, every day that we do the show, I always check Netflix and I always check Amazon to see what the top 10 shows are. And while I was checking, I noticed a section in Amazon Prime called free V. So I clicked on that section and there's Jeff's show. It's called Hollywood House Lift and it's on free V. And the only difference is there are commercials to it. So it's sort of like watching something on Hulu, but it's in the Amazon layer that's not free. You know what I mean? So it's free for us, but there's commercials in it. So which is probably the way that streaming services are going to Netflix is talking about doing that now anyway. So it's every single person from the old show. Really? Except not Monroe's baby daddy. Well, he's not a baby daddy, adopted daddy, whatever they broke up. Right. But so far, we're not seeing what was his name? The, the dad. I forget, but they broke up. Yeah, we're not seeing him. He was a douche anyway. Couldn't stand him. But it's Jeff and Zoila. Zoila's sisters now in it. And it's Carrie, the sister in law and Megan and Tyler. Wow. But it's got a selling sunset vibe. And he's only doing celebrities in this. Oh, I'm definitely going to tune in. Yeah. So the first episode, which I was watching this morning, was Fortune Feimster and, and Wilmer Valderrama's houses. And Jeff is the same. He goes into these houses and he's like, this has got to go and that's got to go. We got to do this and we got to do that. But he's obviously had some major therapy during COVID. Did he make up with Andy Cohen? I'm guessing no, because yeah, he's not on yeah. Bravo. He's yeah, on right. Amazon. They must not see each other because Andy's on Sirius XM in New York and he's on Sirius XM in L.A. So maybe not. All right. So we we have a network we didn't even know about. Right? Yeah, who knew? I who didn't know? know. Great. I'd right, love to see Jeff Lewis. Speaking of selling Sunset, that was picked up for two more seasons. Yes. And Maya will not be on. That's fine. I'll miss her listening to her talk, but that's picked up for two. And then we have a new one, which I figured it would come, which is going to be. I don't know how I feel about it. It's going to be called Selling Beverly Hills, right? Yeah, Selling Beverly Hills. And it's Mauricio and the agency and his daughters. But you knew that was going to happen. Of course. But, you know, one of the things that I read was that Mauricio does business with the Oppenheimer brothers. He does business with everyone. The million dollar listing. Right. They've right? Done That's business him. With so right. I'm not sure why I need another one. Well, this is going to focus on because it's going to focus on him. And just like the office of selling sunset, the Oppenheimer offices, this is going to be the agency's offices. So we're going to get more of what goes on. The drama of that wants his own fucking show. He's wanted his own show since he was voted best looking husband of the Beverly Hills. Come on. And guess what? He probably saw Selling Sunset and said, mother was Mauricio in million dollar listing every once in a while because it's his agency. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just so silly. It's silly. It's going to be all Mauricio all the time. 
I'm fine with it. You know, we're going to like it. Who She's going to be in it, too. Who, Kyle? Yeah, I think one of them works for him, I think. Two of them, Farah and I think maybe Alexia works for him. Yeah, I, I knew two of the daughters work for him. I didn't know both, but yeah, I knew one of them worked for him. All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Maybe they're going to give Kendall a new crib. She's single. I know. I feel bad for her. I, why is she single? She said that after Courtney's wedding, they sort of reevaluated the paths that they were going on, and they're both on two different paths, and they're not aligned, and it's time to go a different way. I felt bad, though. She's probably in Halle Bieber's bathroom right now having some tequila. Yeah, probably doing some right. skin routines. She's beautiful. Kendall, you'll be fine. I'm no sure issues. a thousand people are sliding into her DMs right now. Not me, Not though you. I could. I would date her. I don't care. <laughs> She's so hot. She is hot. All right. So somebody recommended a show to you. Yeah. Again, my friend Rob has been asking me a couple of times if I watch this show on HBO Max called Starstruck. So I looked this morning. I did not watch any of it, but there's two seasons. So again, we're late to that ballgame. We're definitely late to this ballgame. Although, has anybody mentioned this show to you other than my friend Rob? No, no, I've not heard of it. I did watch season one again, six episodes, quick, 22 minutes, adorable. And it's the story of this girl, Jessie, who's from New Zealand, but she's living in London. And she on New Year's Eve, she hooks up with this guy named Tom Kapoor. Turns out Tom Kapoor is a celebrity, but she didn't know it. And it's one of those kind of meet cute sort of, you know, boy meets girl, girl, girl meets guy kind of thing where the timing's always wrong or something's always wrong. And you kind of see how they continue to bump into each other along the way and what happens. I like it. My friend Rob said it's a lot like Fleabag. Oh, I, I have, loved Fleabag. I loved Fleabag, but Fleabag was a little bit more intense than this. I miss it. But this does remind me of Fleabag a little bit. And Jesse's hilarious. And there's this flow of the show that I really like. But again, I fl- I have no life. I flew through the bear in one day. I flew through the first season of Stars Struck last night. So it was quick. All right. I guess I'll tune in. Yeah, I would definitely say check out Starstruck. It's good. Rob was right. We have only murders in the building starting now. So yeah. I have I have to focus on that. When but does they that- don't, I'm trying to remember, does only murders in the building drop the whole thing or just one at a, once a week? I, last time they did, didn't they do give us two and then they started doing yeah. that once a week thing? Yeah. So it starts on 628 Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Oh, I can't wait. And then coming up soon, we got Big Brother and the challenge after my time out from this country. <laughs> I will go back to Big Brother and the challenge. Speaking of a stupid. We are stupid people, by the way. I've never oh, been more so sure of my statement, but I did see that they are already filming. This is another example of a stupid people. They are already filming the Gabby Petito story. Of course they are. They were probably filming it while they were looking for her. I understand (laughs) that we knew it was going to be a movie. And now they found his journal, right? Or something where he admitted in his journal that he killed her. So we all knew it was going to be a movie. But the girl, I mean, she's dead 10 seconds. I know. And they're filming the movie. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I love it. You say it's great, but it's twisted. The problem right now is everybody's so hungry for content that as soon as someone buys a story, they're like, 
do it, make it, you know, and then we'll probably get 42 other Gabby Petito stories. First, there's the documentary. Then there's the drama series. Right. right. Exactly. We're going to get a ton. Like, remember the dropout? There was what, three, four different versions? <laughs> we are a stupid people. I have a sip of wine. I feel bad for Justin Timberlake. Have you been following this whole thing? Why don't they leave him alone? And you know why Justin Timberlake is the, they always say the trifecta. He's the actor. He's the singer. He's, a, he's everything because he makes fun of himself. You know, right. he went with it. Tell everybody. So basically he did a dance and people picked on the dance and then everybody was imitating the dance on TikTok. He did a dance at one of the shows. They right. said it was like the hokey pokey. Right. He had terrible moves. They said he's lost his swagger. <laughs> he's done. They killed him. But then and he went online and said, all right, people. And he blamed it on the khakis. He was wearing khakis. <laughs> and he said, I blame it on the khakis. You're right, right people. You're right. Right. Bad khakis. Because he's so funny and cute. And I feel bad. He didn't lose his swagger. Everyone I, what I thought was when everybody was bitching about him losing his swagger and he has no moves, you don't just lose your moves. It had to be something. He has great moves. He has great moves. Right. I don't He's understand. A great dancer, and everybody knows that. But, you know, the second that anybody can jump on a bandwagon, they do. Well, he comes on and says, all right, people, let's do a challenge. And now his the challenge videos are hilarious. Or Justin Timberlake. Yes, I wouldn't worry about him. Him and Jess. What I mean, they went to that. What was it? A Louis Vuitton thing for Virgil. Did you see the outfits that they were wearing? What ridiculous outfits were those? I just love them. I love them as a couple. They're like, we don't give a fuck couple. We just don't give a fuck. I love them as a couple. I love that you never really see their kids like the back of their head. Right. It's just so good. It's like Dax and Kristen Bell do the same thing. They put like hearts where their kids faces are. Yeah. You know what else I want to say when we were talking about the bear and it just reminded me about like swagger and stuff. So Molly Ringwald showed up in an episode of the bear. Oh, yeah, that's right. She does. I, do we want to say where? No, I feel like she's lost her swagger. She doesn't look good. What did we see Molly Ringwald in that show? We like that also got renewed about the she was an alcoholic or something. We love that show. It got renewed. I don't remember the name of it, but she was in a show recently. Well, now, was now it that? The not the kissing booth. Was it was she the mom in the kissing booth? Oh, right. Maybe it's a different mom. I was thinking about the other show. Yeah, she could have been the mom of the kissing booth, but she doesn't. She just didn't look good to me. Well, she's not aging great. She's not aging great. She's no. J-Lo. I mean, to be honest, she wasn't the most adorable teenager either. She was just Aww. different looking and we loved her for kind of being the first actress that was a little different looking. I mean, I loved Molly Ringwald. Breakfast Club. Come on. You know, she's five, eight. I never realized how tall she was. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's an yeah. odd fact to know <laughs> the height of Molly Ringwald. How do you know that? That you because, know. Because the only reason why I know that is <laughs> because when I'm watching the bear and she makes a cameo and I say, shit, she doesn't look good. I had to look up her age and then it tells me how tall she is. Five, eight. All right. Anything else before my game? And I have a sip of my 16 ounce pour. The only thing I got that we didn't discuss in the news was that remember last week, Sammy Sheen, Charlie Sheen's daughter, started her own OnlyFans page. And now oh, this yeah. week, Denise Richards now started her own. OnlyFans I mean, you page. can't make this shit up. Yeah. And she also is charging less than her daughter. Five dollars less. <laughs> <laughs> Denise is hot. She's still hot. She's hot, but she's a hot mess, too. <laughs> she is a hot mess. Yeah, that's all, all I right. got. I'm ready for my game. Here's my game. I'm going to have a sip of my French rosé. So The game is I'm going to give you four celebrities. Okay. Which celebrity 
was not born in Paris. Oh, wow. Okay. In honor of my trip. Okay. Was not born in Paris. So we're not talking about the country of France. We're talking about Paris specifically or Paris. Paris. Okay. These people were born in the city, Paris. Okay. Ready? Claire Danes, you know, from Homeland. Yeah. Emma Watson from your Harry Potter movies. Okay. Yo-Yo Ma. You know, he's that world famous cellist. Yeah. And Kathy Lee Gifford. She's the annoying talk show host. No, I'm kidding, Kathy. We love you. Which one of those was not born in Paris? Yo-Yo Ma, Claire Danes, Emma Watson, or Kathy Lee Gifford? I know you want me to say Kathy Lee Gifford. (laughs) I don't want you to say anything. She can't be thrown in there for no reason. Who doesn't like Kathy Lee Gifford? I love her. And exactly. now she's a grandmother. I'm going to go with I'm I'm literally just taking a stab at this. Yo-Yo Ma was not born in Paris. You are incorrect. Of course, I'm incorrect. Yo-Yo Ma was born in Paris to Chinese parents. And then he moved to New York City at the age of seven. And he performed at Carnegie Hall at the age of nine. It's fucking impressive. That is impressive. Emma Watson which is what I would have said because I thought Emma Watson was born in England, but she was born in Paris to British parents and then moved to England when she was five. Okay. Kathy Lee Gifford raised in Maryland, but was born in Paris. See, I knew it. So the winner is Claire Danes, who was born in Manhattan. Oh, damn it. A good one, right? That was a very good game. In honor of my time out from this country. Yes. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Taking a week off. We will be back to discuss Big Brother. Love you. Big Brother. Love you. If you need to talk to us, check us out on Gmail at we need to talk pod 2020 at gmail.com. Facebook, we need to talk the number two. Instagram, we need to talk podcast and Twitter at need to talk pod. And of course, check us out on any of your podcast platforms, rank us, leave a review. Thanks.